Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Here's today's reading from Proverbs 29, verse 10. The bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. So I was having lunch this past week with a buddy of mine, and we got to talking about how God is speaking to us uh, in the season that we're both in and, and what we're doing to create space to lean in, to hear more of his voice. And it's a beautiful conversation because my friend is a new believer, and he's just been diving full in into reading God's word. As he went through his morning routine and all the various uh, passages and reading plans and which books he's been reading, I thought to myself, uh, first, what time do you wake up in the morning? And secondly, I really do need to up my game because he had just such an incredible hunger and an appetite to, to dive in into God's Word. And one of the things that uh, we discovered that we're both doing at the moment is is reading through the book of Psalms. And I just love what he said as he looked at me at one point during the conversation with all sincerity. Uh, he said, you know, I thought the Psalms were supposed to be all lovey-dovey kind of hallmark stuff, but this David guy, this David guy really had some issues. <laughs> I just love that because there's such honesty and actually accuracy uh, in that statement that when we talk about Scripture, we're, we're talking about uh, the way that God speaks, and He speaks through, so often, uh, the human condition, which is complex, and there's ups and downs that we all experience. And I love that Scripture doesn't shy away from that, but it really captures every human emotion. And for me, it makes God's Word even that much more vibrant and honest and, and accessible to us today. That's the power of His Word, that His Word is supreme, it's eternal, it's sovereign, yet it's gritty and it's honest about the human condition. And you really can't get much more honest than what we read today. I mean, just let's do this verse again. The bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. I mean, we see that really in today's culture all the time, and we may not state it in those exact words, but we may state it somehow like this, you know, the mantra that says, nice guys finish last. I mean, we say that all the time, right? And it almost has this Darwinian survival of the fittest uh, mentality to it that really is so often applauded in our society that might is right, that the more power you have, the more successful you're going to be. And never mind the wake of relationship trauma that might stand uh, in the background of your success. Just push through no matter the opposition. Opposition. Even that phrase, you know, nice guys finish last. Uh, many attribute that to uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers manager back in uh, 1946, Lee DeRocha. Uh, it was kind of an offhanded comment that he made uh, about the New York Giants at the time. The Dodgers were first in the West. The Dodger, the Giants were, were, were seventh, I think. Um, and he made this comment to say, you know, nice guys finish last. And he made that comment, by the way, about my Giants. I'm, I'm tipping my hand here a little bit. My Giants, who at the time of this recording <laughs> have won eight World Series championships. They are 30 games above 500 and 4.5 games, but who's counting above the Dodgers in the West? That's currently pride goes before a fall. I understand that. That's for another podcast altogether. But um, that's where that phrase originated. What made me think about baseball and and speaking of baseball, I kind of had this nice guys finish last 
uh, experience one time when I was a kid. I remember seeing the truth of this verse really play out. And, and just to say up front, you know, I mess all, mess up all the time. I don't always get things right. I do things that I don't want to do. And there have been many a time where I've probably been on the bloodthirsty side of this passage and not the side of integrity. But when I was about seven years old, uh, I remember our, our little league coach was was giving a bunch of us rides home after practice. And so we piled into the back of his pickup truck, you know, no seat belts because that what you, that's what you did when you were a child of the 80s. Um, and when out of nowhere, one of my uh, teammates, he pulled out, the first time I've ever seen one of these, he pulled out a Playboy magazine. Bum, bum, bum. This thing just came out of his bag. I had no idea uh, what was going on. And he started passing it around to, to my teammates. And, you know, it came my turn. It was passed to me and it came to be my turn to take a look. And I remember grabbing this huge catcher's mitt <laughs> and covering my entire face with it um, until I was dropped off at home. Uh, needless to say, uh, that move wasn't met with a lot of praise and respect <laughs> and adoration. I mean, it was a long ride home. I mean, my face was hot, number one, from the catcher's mitt over my face, but also I was hot from, you know, all the jabs that were coming my way and, and, and the name calling and, and everything else. And it actually, we shouldn't be surprised when we encounter that. On a very small level, in a way, that's what this passage is getting at. On one hand, we are called to be salt and light. And we're told that by doing such, by, by becoming salt and light, that one of the outcomes is that people will see our good works and they'll praise our Father in heaven as a result of our saltiness and the way that we display God's life. And yes, clearly that happens at times, and clearly at times it doesn't. <laughs> that didn't happen for me in this moment, seven years old, in the back of a pickup truck. So what do we do with that? Well, much of it, I believe, and I didn't know this at the time, and I'm growing to learn into it now, uh, much of that comes down to our motivation. See, my, my motivation for walking in integrity is not that others will be so enamored with my lifestyle that they'll, they'll praise me, nor is it necessarily that they'll see something so beautiful in me that because of me, because of my good works, because of my positioning and my moral integrity, that they'll come to faith. <laughs> See, my motivation when I'm seeing clearly is, is worship. It's worship. It's a response to who God is and to all that he's done. My goodness clearly cannot save myself, let alone anybody else. <laughs> it's impossible. And that's not the point. See, the point of growing in our discipleship, the point of being a person who walks with integrity is closeness to Jesus. It's proximity. It's intimacy with Jesus. That's where we change in the presence of our loving Father. The point is worship. The point is to live a life of gracious response to the mercy of God and to leave the results to Him. If I make anything else the aim, then I know that I'll be full of pride for when I seemingly, in quotations, get it right. <laughs> or I'll be completely devastated when I don't. I leave the outcomes to him. I walk in integrity as a response to his grace, to his mercy. The aim is worship. And actually, I should worship all the more when my surrender is met with hostility. I know that seems counterintuitive, but that's the way of the gospel. That's the way of the cross. Jesus tells me to not be surprised when I face opposition. 
And this is coming from Jesus, who's completely blameless, who's completely upright, yet the bloodthirsty came after him, and they crucified him. So how do you respond to hostility? Do you blame God? Are you prone to fear or anger in those moments? Not only should we not be surprised in those moments, but as we grow in faith and by God's grace, we can learn all the more to embrace them because in those moments, we are being refined and made more and more into the likeness of Christ within us. So help us, Lord. (laughs) We're helpless on our own. God, even when we do things right, I confess that I don't always do those do the right things for, for right reasons. Jesus, would you show me what it means to receive the grace that you've freely given and to breathe it out as a response of faithfulness and worship for you. Help us on this journey in your name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.